I'm the I get scared really easily. I don't I, I don't shy away from the fact that I love to be scared, but I also don't love to see things that scare me. I can't seem to figure out why I enjoy this stuff. I have never experienced anything supernatural. I, I don't know if it's like I just I love the I love being scared by stuff. I will turn every light off and sit in the dark and watch some like spooky, mysterious show. But even on like the flip side, like I love like the true crime aspect of it. Like that, I think that was what drew me in. I mean, it's uh, real. It's a yeah. real thing. It, it's it's a real thing that happened. Until there's some sort of answer, people are going to always be just intrigued and curious about these type of cases. Welcome to the first episode of the Brothers Grimm Podcast. I'm Jeremy. I'm here with Joey and Brian, and we're excited that you decided to join us for our very first episode of this new series. Yeah, I'm really excited. Yeah, I am too. This has been something we've kind of been talking about doing for a long time. This is Joey, by the way. Um, Jeremy and I are real brothers um, in real life, blood brothers. And I'm Brian, and I am not related to them whatsoever, but uh, they are basically brothers. I've known them for, you know, 12, 15 years. So we, uh, we, all three of us love true crime. We love everything that has to do with unsolved mysteries, which for those of you that have not taken the time to go back on Netflix and watch the episodes on episodes of unsolved mysteries with Robert Stack, you definitely need to because it's nostalgia heavy. So we we love everything to do with things that can't be explained, whether it's crimes that get committed that don't have an ending or ghosts in the attic or strange creepy dolls, which I don't like dolls to begin with, but no doll, dolls are they're a little creepy, they're a little too much. Yeah, I mean if it's anything creepy or eerie or I mean I'm drawn to it because you know, there, I find fascination in things that are, are supernatural or unanswered. And, um, you know, growing up, I watched shows like like the show Supernatural, um, fun show. Uh, we watched shows like Unsolved Mysteries. We watched, you know, even really terrible shows like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Sure. Yeah. We all had a guilty pleasure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we love the show Supernatural. It's maybe been going on a little bit longer than it should. But there's just something about it that just draws you in and just it, it captivates you and it captivates us. And so when we were, you know, batting around the idea, you know, of doing a podcast, because we all listen to podcasts a lot. Uh, you know, there's a, a slew of true crime, supernatural podcasts out there. And we're all subscribers to, a, you know, an infinite list of them. And, you know, we, we were just thinking, why not add one more to the list? You know, we love listening to it. We think we'd love talking about it even more. I think the first the the first time the three of us really came together around this topic was when we all started listening to Up and Vanished. And Brian, you you're the one that introduced us to Up and Vanished. Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I actually came across it. Um, Payne and I went to high school together, um, and Joey knows him from earlier in school, middle school, middle yeah, school, yeah, middle right? school. So when I saw his name on this podcast, I knew he was a film guy. I knew he made some uh, YouTube videos back in the day. And, um, you know, I was like, hey, let's see see what this is about. And, you know, surprisingly, it was one of the best podcasts, maybe still is. Mm. Yeah, that first season was 
Yeah. I mean, everything you want a, a podcast to be. The production design was incredible. It was right. it was creepy. It was eerie. The story itself, it was an unsolved, uh, it was a missing person case that turned into a murder case. Yep. Um, but it was unsolved. And, and there was a lot of eerie, creepy facts that they were lended mm-hmm. to the unsolved portion of the mystery. And that the minute you started talking to us about it, we all just checked it out. And yeah, I, I, to- I was telling everybody I knew about it. Cause I was like, just, it captured you. It captured, you know, it made you feel like you were part of the story. It was really cool. Yeah. I mean, I came to the, to the up and vanished, uh, fan train a little bit late. Uh, so I think it was about probably halfway through season one. And I'm pretty sure that I burned through, like 15 episodes, I don't know, in a day and a half, maybe two days. Cause it was just one of those situations where it was exactly what I was wanting. And the, the storytelling ability that Payne does with it and, and how he, he leaves you wanting more at the end of an episode. That was, I think what the kicker was. And, and I just loved it. And, you know, from there I found other ones, you know, the monster podcasts, you know, whether it's the DC sniper one that just came out or uh, the Atlanta monster or the Zodiac killer. Like, I just love that stuff. Even if it's about cases that I already know about, like Zodiac, I know a lot about. I've watched a bunch of the movies, read a bunch of the stuff, but still hearing it again just makes you, it, it transports you to just a different space. And I think that's one thing that I love about podcasts. It's another thing I love about movies, TV. They just have the ability to kind of transport you from where you are to it, it just lands you right in the middle of a story i love horror movies like if there's one thing that you'll learn about about me i love horror movies and i tried to get these two guys to go with me to a couple horror movies and it's like it's like it's like pulling teeth to get them to to watch it i think uh we went to go see what was it uh we saw Blair Witch together. The three of us saw Blair Witch at, together. At least I didn't close or put my hands in front of my eyes. No, no, that would be Jeremy. And watch through my Listen, fingers. I own that. I own that. I, I, I don't. I, I don't shy away from the fact that I love to be scared, but I also don't love to see things that scare me. <laughs> like the things that scare me the most are when you see the uh, in horror movies. You see people contorting and making real jerky movements, like that kind of stuff. No, no, no. The twitching. It's it's inv- it's ingrained in my mind, and that's just it. I'm done with it. Growing up, I would watch uh, Taps, Ghost Hunters. And so I really like that uh, supernatural, paranormal um, side of the just what we're going to do here. So Taps, they would do episodes that they would shoot live on Halloween. And you can and they would explore and they would um, ghost hunt these, you know, abandoned mansions or abandoned um, kind of insane asylums, those type of places. Yeah. And there was one episode I can all I can remember very vividly where the uh, investigators were walking down a hallway and there's a FLIR camera walking behind them and all of a sudden you see this guy's hoodie be grabbed, be pulled, right? Mm-hmm. You just see it get pulled down and you don't know like what it was, nothing. They, the guy freaks out, he turns around, he tries to grab at it. He's like, what was that? And then they go back and watch it live right there and you can see it being pulled down. I have a hard time with those shows though. Yeah, it can be staged. <laughs> um, there, I believe there are some shows out there that are very staged, and what what you see, what you what happens. But with this being a live actual episode, um, it was you know it could still be staged, but still, I, I believe there is some sort of um, paranormal out there, whether it's uh, spirits, demons, that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. 
Uh, I just try not to think about it, and I definitely don't own a Ouija board because <laughs> nope. I'm not trying to invite anything into my house. Mm-mm. If you're a vampire, you can guarantee that I'm not going to invite you in because that's the only way you can get in my house. You don't, you don't mess see, with that kind of stuff. I, I'm the, I get scared really easily. So, like, I can only listen to creepy things or watch scary things during the day. If I start watching them at night and I'm at home by myself if my family's not home with me, I will turn every light on in the house and leave them on. <laughs> and it just it freaks me out because my mind starts playing tricks and I'll see a shirt hanging up in a doorway. And all of a sudden I'm thinking, like... I, I I go there. I, I go there. I go from zero to a hundred like that. See, and I'm, see, I'm the opposite. I will turn every light off and sit in the dark and watch some like spooky, mysterious show. Yeah, me too. Because in my head, while I'm watching the show, I'm playing. Okay, what if this happens to me? What am I gonna do? Am I gonna like go grab my gun? Am I gonna go grab a knife? How am I gonna take down this whatever this is? And how am I gonna win? How am I gonna prevail? I can't seem to figure out why I enjoy this stuff. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like I just I love the I love being scared by stuff. I love I like I like the feeling that like somebody could be watching, or like maybe that may, maybe I turn a corner and there's somebody in my doorway, right? Small things like that. Sure, yeah. And I mean, I've even experienced you know things in places I've worked. You know, say we're closing up, and I've heard doors slammed in a basement somewhere. You know, just little things like that have happened to me, and it makes me curious. It makes me want to go actually see, hey, what was that? See if I can have some kind of encounter. Or... I have never experienced anything supernatural. And maybe that's why I'm so fascinated by other things that are supernatural or true crime or anything like that, because I've never I've never been around a crime scene. I've never, uh, I've never experienced supernatural or ghosts or or heard any weird howling at night, but I'd like to, I'd like to experience it at least once. I'd say some of the most creepy places in the world. So I, you know, I grew up, John, I grew up going to church when we were younger and there are a few places in the world that are creepier Hmm. than a church at night. Yep. I can definitely confirm that. In, in, in God's house, you would think that you would be a little bit safe, but no, no, no. You start walking those corridors at night and you're just waiting for something to come out and get you. Yep. The only light you have is the red exit lights, you know, in the back of the sanctuary or in some like round some corner. Mm. It's it's freaky. For There's sure. something about it. I can't put my finger on it. It just freaks me out. And so yeah, I'm I'm with Joey, man. I love well, I love movies in general. Mm. Um, but I love scary movies, uh suspenseful movies, um, you know, creepy pasta movies. I love all that kind of stuff. Anything that makes you go that would freak me out if it happened in real life. Ooh. I love watching it. Yes, absolutely. Shiver. I, yep. hate, I hate. I love to hate that feeling. Yep, for sure. I like to have the uh, the goosebumps on the back of my neck or on the back of my arm. It's great. But even on like the flip side, like I love like the true crime aspect of it. Like that, I think that was what drew me into Up and Vanish and uh, other podcasts like Crime Junkie. Yeah, and, I mean, it's uh, real. It's a yeah. real thing. It, it's it's a real thing that happened. You know, it's not some paranormal show that you know somebody say, "Hey, there's a demon." Oh, absolutely. You know, it's, it's it's a real thing that actually happened to somebody. It's, it's very tragic. It's very sad. Especially the unsolved ones. The ones that are solved, I mean, they're great because you have closure. But the ones that are unsolved, it just it lets your mind kind of race and create all these existential possibilities that maybe it could have happened this way or it could have happened that way. And it just makes you, I mean, that's the appeal of the Zodiac Killer, never been caught. You know, 
never never really had a real suspect that they could do anything with could be dead now could still be alive no clue that's why people keep making movies about it mm-hmm. that's why people keep doing podcasts about it because it's that unsure factor yep until there's some sort of answer people are going to always be just intrigued and curious about these type of cases I think that's that's why anything that even whether it's true crime or supernatural or whatever it might be, I think it's that mystery that people are drawn to, especially I know, especially the three of us, we're drawn to the mystery of it. Uh, You know, lore or urban legends or stories from from years and years ago, hundreds of years ago. And you, you, you read about these folklore about these creatures or these ghosts or these, you know, these crimes that happen that are unsolved and it's the mystery behind it. That's it, you know, science can explain a lot these days, but there's still quite a bit that science just can't seem to to solve for us. And I think that's what makes it so interesting to study and to to read about. Hey, let's take a poll real quick. What is Joey, what is your favorite we'll do a scary movie and non-scary movie so it could be any movie it could give me a scary movie and then give me a non-scary movie my favorite my favorite scary movie is probably oof i'm gonna go with the conjuring the first one the first conjuring Mm -hmm. yeah the conjuring uh is an amazing it's a it's a true story which i love and of course it's full of it's full of horror and terror and i love it Mm -hmm. for sure um i think my favorite Scary movies has to be The Strangers. Mm. Yes, it's based off a real story, Ooh. but it's just they only mess with these people and kill these people because they were home. That's the only reason that they gave them. Hey, we just recently had your bachelor party yeah. up in a cabin in North Carolina, mm-hmm. and I would be lying if I said to you that I was not afraid that somebody was going to come up there and just either screw with us or mess with us or want to kill us just because we were there because we came back after a day of being gone. Ooh, yep, I remember this. And the t- there was a TV on yep. that you and I know we turned off. Mm. Yep, there's a TV on. We, It was not on when we left. Um, I never got a response back from the cabin owner, by the way. That's exciting. It's creepy. Stuff like that. Like, so, uh, you know, that is, that is a creepy one. For me, yep. golly. Like I said, I like and I don't like scary movies. Um, I'd have to go with an oldie but a goodie. I love The Exorcist. And a lot of it is because of the 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 paranormal happenings that happened around the set of The Exorcist for basically the entirety of filming. You know, it makes you think that maybe we touched a nerve here. Maybe we opened a box that we shouldn't have. The Exorcist is one of those original scary movies. Like, you think about your original slasher movies, uh, your original movies about demons and possession, like The Exorcist is up there for, even today, people still love The Exorcist. And, you know, you watch it today and it's it's not as scary as some modern horror films are, but it definitely it definitely is is scarier than you would think. Yeah, well, that's, that's like a Chainsaw Massacre for me. When you watch it back now, it's like, okay, that's really not that scary. But when you're a young kid, it's like, oh, freaks you out, makes you think it's real. Did you did you ask about our favorite non scary movie? Yes. Well, I'll get to that. I'm I'll go ahead and give you my non scary movie. Even though some would consider it a horror, it's not really a horror. It's more of an action adventure. Jurassic Park, the original, 1993. 
Today it still holds up visually and story-wise above any other Jurassic Park on the and the book is equally even better than the movie. You might have to make that your scary movie though. Didn't that movie make you cry? Well, I was also in third grade, so that understandably, yes, of course I cried, but I was also in third grade. Putting this business out there. Look, though, but you know what? You know what another one, another great one is, is the the original Blair Witch Project from 1999. Yep. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Low budget. It was the first uh, first por- person point of view, hidden, hidden footage uh, movie, and there was zero jump scares until the very end and even at the very end there wasn't even a jump scare it was it was the eerie factor it was the creepiness of it right and spoiler alert to anybody who has not seen it but when that camera with the light on goes into the basement and you see that person standing in the corner and then it cuts to black mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep well you, you want it, the thing that makes that movie the, the creepiest is the the marketing that was revolved around the movie so they made this seemed like this was an actual, and this was the first of its kind. I mean, like found footage films didn't exist really before Blair Witch. Like Blair Witch was really the originator that that mainstreamed it, and they marketed it as these three hikers really got lost, and we really found their tape, and we decided to make a film out of it, and now you're seeing actual footage. Not even the the viewer did not think, oh, this was a movie. This is a Hollywood, you know. And it was an indie film. It was made for like hundreds of thousands of dollars. I think it was only made for. I think they only made it for ten thousand. It was. I some, could be wrong. Fact check me. Somebody fact check me on that. We'll fact check real quick. Well, Joey, give me your your favorite non scary movie. Yeah, my my favorite non scary movie is probably Inception. Um, it is by far one of the best stories, one of the best written films, one of the best produced films. And of course, it was it was uh, written and directed by Christopher Nolan, which is a favorite director of mine. It was scored by Hans Zimmer, which is my favorite uh, composer, uh, film score composer. And it's just all around a fantastic movie, um, confusing and and leaves you with a little bit of a cliffhanger. But I love it. So back to the Blair Witch question. Uh, it was made for sixty thousand. Okay, sixty thousand. It's not bad. And it. It made $248 million in the box office. So I would say that it, uh, it overexceeded its estimations. and Profit right there. Yeah, all profit, baby. And so, yeah, I mean, that's that's one reason why it's good. Brian, what's your favorite non-scary movie? So y'all may laugh at this, um, but it's called Before We Go. I know this movie. Because I, I think I told you, you about t- it, He right? told me about it, and I saw it, and I, it was a good movie. Yeah, it was. Uh, so it's really, really well just written, produced, um, but I still think it's like an indie film. I don't think it was... Um, I'm trying to look at it now. That was Chris Evans' directorial debut. That's right. He also acted in it. So to kind of give you a little bit of a backstory on the name of the podcast, uh, there actually is very little originality to it. Uh, I, I pitched the idea softly to Joey, and I was like, hey, what do you think about doing a, a true crime and uh, supernatural podcast? And he was like, cool, what should we name it? And I was like, I don't know, man. All the good ones are taken. And every time I searched for one, I was like, this is already taken. And I was like, hold on. I was like, we're brothers. And I said, we like like grim things, and I was like, "What about the brothers Grimm?" And so I searched for it, and nobody really had it. And I was like, "Done, we're gonna do it." That's Grimm with one M, yeah, not right. two M's, like the actual brothers, the the Grimm fairy tales, and not crime brothers either. People people have written it out the the wrong way as well. Yeah, so the brothers Grimm. The, now you have the backstory, the the in depth backstory as to the name. It was deep, not deep at all. <laughs> it was. Uh, you know, necessity is the father of invention. So we needed a, a unique podcast. 
Sometimes, though, it's it's the simple things which are the best. But, you know, it fits so well because the Brothers Grimm, the fairy tales that they told, they rarely had happy endings. They rarely, uh, they were meant to tell, to teach lessons. And I think that there's something that is, you know, subliminal there when it comes to the true crime stories that we, the unsolved stories that we love to, to read about, the, the supernatural stories that we love to talk about, the folklore and legends that have been shared for years. There's, there's lessons to be learned there. There's something you can probably learn from any, any mystery. And I think that's, that's very intriguing. You know, some movies that we didn't talk about, discuss, are the Paranormal Activity movies. Mm. Those, I, so when I first saw that one, I didn't really know anything about it. Um, and then when I saw it, I'm like, this looks incredibly real. I was between The Conjuring and Paranormal Activity as my favorite scary movies. Yeah. Paranormal Activity is so good because, and so many people will fight me on this. I know it. Even my wife is like, no, those movies suck. No, those movies are scary. And there's a reason why. It's because you never really see what's haunting these people. Yep. E- even when it, spoiler alert again, sorry. Even when it, you know, the demon possesses the girl in the end. Mm-hmm. She still looked like a normal girl, and that's yeah. pretty scary. <laughs> yeah, you, you had no idea. Well, it's that it's that baby cam, security cam footage feel. Mm-hmm. Yep. It takes the found footage of like a handy cam to a different level because nobody's operating these cameras; they're just capturing. That's right. Nonstop capturing. And I remember we had a security system in our house, and it would take me. I would never looked at the security cam footage at night because, you know, it's black and white, or it's you know green scale, and it's, it's it. It freaked me out because I'm just waiting for something to come floating across or for it to capture something that it wasn't supposed to capture. And it would just freak me out laying there in bed. And I'm like, I got to look at it to make sure we're all good, but no way. We have a a, a video baby monitor uh, hanging above the crib right now. Um, and there's a, a mobile over the crib and it, and it, one of the little stuffed animals of the mobile hangs right in front of the camera. And when the fan is on in the room, every now and then you see that little that little animal flicker, even when it's not rotating. And I'm like, I'm like watching it intently, like, Mm-mm. nope. Yep. In my house, I have at random times lights will turn on and off. I think now, I think it's just you know a short in the wiring. Probably somewhere. need to get your electrical set <laughs> checked <I'd> probably, out. <laughs> but when I see it, like, and it's always at night. It never is during the day when it just turns on and off. It's always at night, so it's just always weird. And But now my wife, she, um, when we moved in, she thought there was a couple of things that were ghosts, and she wanted to get a uh, a, a ghost hunter or get uh, somebody, a medium, mm. to come in and, and, uh, and check out the place. I'm like, we're not doing this. When you do, though, <laughs> holler at me because I'd love to be there You'd for like it. like to be there. But here's the deal. I have avoided getting a security system for my house because I need it. I, I have too many entrances to the backyard, and I have a sliding door in the back. Anyway, I got all these different places. I'm like, I really need a camera there. I refuse right now because I've seen too many movies, too many scary stories, and I've seen too many uh, YouTube videos of paranormal caught on camera, and you see you know, creepy people standing in. in oh, yeah security cameras and yards and like you know cracked out people walking up to ring doorbells and stuff i just i don't know if i can do it yep so we have a we have a security system like that and we have a camera on the front door and then we have a camera that can go inside anywhere 
Um, we, we currently don't have it plugged in, but we have it just in case so we can see our dog during the day. But that would be something if I, I'd be a little worried to plug in and just watch it and look at it at night. So I work later at night. I work at night on projects and stuff after everybody's gone to bed. And I work downstairs and everybody's upstairs sleeping. And and there are there has been more than one time where I would have bet you money I heard footsteps walking around upstairs. And I'll walk upstairs and everybody's door is closed, mm-hmm. lights are off. And even my wife has been like, Do you did you hear somebody walking around? No. And so I'm always just a little bit freaked out at night. Time to move. Yep. That was the first thing I did before I moved into the house I'm in. I made sure that nobody died in it. I made sure that it wasn't built over any, you know, burial grounds. I made sure. I mean, it's a it's a relatively new neighborhood. So, you know, I'm 15 to 20 years old. So relatively new. But that was the first thing I did. I was like, this house is great. Uh, real quick back check on it. Nobody died in it. But I will tell you. One thing my wife and I noticed about a week after moving in that we didn't notice on the first uh, walkthrough or any other walkthroughs was there is a there is an a, a lock on the outside of one of the bedroom doors, like one of those one of those uh, hook locks, which I thought was weird because why would somebody want to lock the door from the outside? What are they locking in? What are they keeping in the bedroom? Yeah, it is weird. The only explanation we could think of was maybe they were like a foster family and there's some laws around that or something like that. I don't know. I don't know. That's, don't, a, that's interesting though. Yeah. I've worked at a church before and they had bought a house next door and I was there one night helping a buddy of mine. He was uh, cleaning up the house. We were getting ready to leave and all of a sudden we heard a crawl space door in the basement slam shut. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So, Done. Out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And we actually walked down there, checked it out, went back upstairs, um, opened the door again just to see if anything was there. Nothing happened. And then we heard another door on the third floor slam. Now, see, I'm trying to decide what would be more. What would what would scare you more? A ghost or some creepy person living there? I don't know. So I, I've never actually seen a ghost um, or an apparition. Um you know, I've seen what I think are shadows maybe sometimes. Um, but I don't know if I actually saw a, like a real apparition in front of me. I don't know if that would like freak me out or somebody just lingering outside, um, you know, just kind of peeking through a window or something. What would be scarier to you, Jeremy? Probably the person living there, mm. especially if I couldn't find them initially because my fear would take over. Right. And I would build it up to there's this malevolent spirit. You know, it, it would just reach this tipping point for me if I couldn't immediately find them. And so, you know, I've never seen a ghost either. I've never experienced one. Um, but I think I think finding somebody where they're not supposed to be. I remember reading articles and, you know, there was a, a woman that was living in somebody's drop ceiling in their kitchen for weeks because the guy kept coming to his fridge and wondering where certain food was. So he was assuming his kids were eating it and his family. And their security camera that in their kitchen so caught weird. this woman coming out of the ceiling. Oh, my God. <laughs> squatting over the sink, eating, and then crawling back up into the ceiling. This woman had to have been like 50 pounds. Imagine watching that on your video feed and just being like, 
I, I wouldn't be able to step foot back in the house. Now, see, that would freak me out. And, and maybe it's because I've never experienced anything supernatural, but I, but people are real and people are weird. <laughs> I think real, I think a real person living in my crawl space or living up in my, in my attic, that would be the thing that like, that makes me uneasy. Now, y'all, y'all tell us in the comments, what are you more afraid of, real people or malevolent spirits or something something supernatural that could hurt you? We want to hear from y'all, so share with us. Brothers Grimm, so what we're going to do, it's going to be a 12-episode uh, season that we're going to do for the season one, and we're going to kind of be centering it around three topics. True unsolved crime, uh, when unsolved is possible, but if not just true crime. Paranormal activity or the uh, the unexplained. And then, because we all love movies and TV shows, we wanted to do some episodes about the, the grim story behind dot, dot, dot. So whether it's a movie, whether it's a TV show, whether it's a short series, to kind of dive into what's the story behind this movie that you love. Maybe you don't know it. Maybe you're unfamiliar with it. Maybe you think it's about something, but it's really about something else. So as we kind of go through the season, that, that's going to kind of be the, the three topics that we center around. We're going to have some special guests here and there, some of our friends that dig the kind of stuff that we dig. We're really excited about kind of diving into some of our passions, some of our fears, um, some of the stories that just keep us up at night. And uh, we're excited to share those with you. Yep. And what's great about this is when Jeremy or Joey brings a story, we don't know what the story is. We haven't seen anything about it. We haven't heard anything about it. So we're hearing it for the first time as well when this is being read. So we're just three guys. I mean, you know, we only know so much. We only experience so many stories. You may have something that's local to you, maybe a local lore, or maybe a case that's specific to your region uh, that we don't know about. And we'd love to hear that so that we can then envelop ourselves in your story and and connect with you on a different way we look forward to spending the season with you guys yep thank you guys for checking out our episode one yeah so be sure to subscribe be sure to to stay tuned and we'll be releasing new episodes soon This episode was produced by Brian McIntyre, Jeremy Thompson, and Joey Thompson, and was recorded at Starscream Studio. Grayson over at Starscream is an incredible producer and engineer, so be sure to visit starscreamstudio.com for all your tracking and recording needs. Additional audio support by Will Compton and original music composed by Nick McClure. Be sure to subscribe, and when you do, drop a line in the comments and say hi. We want to hear your grim stories too. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next episode.